hello everyone and welcome to Injected Podcast where we are injecting positive vibes into all of our lives. Welcome to episode 101. Look, we did it. <laughs> we did it. We did it. You know, I'm sorry. We made, like, it. We made it. We made it. <laughs> guys, come on now. Guys, tell your friends, tell everybody, because I'm sorry, like we've got 101 episodes that everybody can go back and listen to and catch up on. Like, you I know. know. I've just got this new energy now where it's like, I've like, we've literally got to 100 plus episodes. So... You know, literally, nobody can <laughs> nobody can chat to us because it's just yeah, like, yeah. I'm sorry, did you get to 101 episodes? Mm. Oh, that's shady. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but did you? <laughs> did you? <laughs> um, anyway, sorry. Before I start ranting, because I was about to say something else. Before I start ranting, I'm Alexandra. Yeah, and I am Diana. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. And then all the bits of follow us on Twitter, five star review, all of that nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're getting the reviews still. Thanks. We're getting guys. the reviews. We see all 22 of you on Spotify. Thank mm-hmm. you. Leave us reviews, rate us on Spotify, rate us on Apple Podcasts, and do all of that, that stuff. Um, but yeah, no, sorry. I was just going to say, because you just said how I was being shady. Yeah. I'm quite, I'm quite a shady person normally, right? Yeah, generally, you're pretty shady. Okay, all right. I was just checking. <laughs> I'm just checking. Because I think I think so too. I generally can be quite shady just on a day-to-day basis normally. Yeah, it's like, you know when you're generating Sims and you give them personality types, like yours is shady. Like or one of your traits out of the five you can pick is shadiness. Like that's one of them. Because it's <laughs> kind of like- it comes with- like roller skating skill. What else? And it comes with like you're a Sim, the sarcasm. What would I give you? Uh, it probably- comes with sarcasm and rolling eyes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sarcasm. Yeah, my cousin the other day was telling me how I roll my eyes all the time. She she was like, I thought I rolled my eyes all the time and then and then I started living with Alex. Like- <laughs> you know what's funny? It's like I was I follow like to my sister's podcast on Twitter on Instagram and they posted something around how you don't really know sometimes you need friends and people around you to check you or at least like identify to you the things that you do because you don't realize it and how other people may see you and it's it's actually true like sometimes people tell you things about yourself and you're like oh is this actually me and it is actually you and sometimes you've got to be able to take criticism but other times it's unwarranted but like a lot of the time it's actually quite interesting to hear what people think like oh this is me (laughs) this is how you will see me (laughs) yeah exactly and as well sometimes you know like shadiness yeah Mm. Mm. I don't think it's necessarily always a bad thing. It's it depends, not. It's, it's, it depends it's how like, you do it. It's like cheekiness or like um, like banter. Like it, it's kind of linked linked in with like lots of different things. It's not like you're gonna be shady, so you're automatically a mean person or like a nasty person. You can be shady in different ways. At least that's how I see it. Yeah, I think so too. Like, because I'm just thinking as well. Because there's times when like I'll be at my uncle's or something mm. and like my uncle is a joker yeah and sometimes I'll be like like I'll kind of like just carry on the joke and dead it because <laughs> um, because it's just like we're bored of your jokes so I'll dead yeah, it to his yeah. face and then he'll be like and then we'll both look at each other like you know like that meme with P Diddy and the guy on the stage yeah we'll like we'll be looking at each other like that <laughs> and then just burst out laughing kind of thing but it's just like <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, like <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Just just yeah, just was wondering. How has everyone's weeks been? Mine's been good. So I went to Paris last week for a day. Just living that that lifestyle, you know. Pop to Paris on the Eurostar. <laughs> And it was a lot of fun. It's very cold, but um, yeah, I'm now an active model who travels for work. Like, how crazy is that? Um, yeah. So, guys, when when the stuff with this brand is released, I'll put it on our stories. But yeah, I'm working on something really exciting at the moment. Um, and I think I'm going to get more into like my modeling bag. I feel like I, I have the potential to do more and I'm I'm not putting myself out there enough. So I feel like, and the stuff that I'm attracting to me at the moment is all down to like my own kind of like assertiveness and stuff. I'm not with an agency or anything. So I think I'm going to just tap into that a little bit more in 2023. Yeah, you should do it. Like if mm. you enjoy doing it as well. So it's like, why not? And yeah. you've got the look. Yeah. You, the, you got the look. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I'll try. I'll, I'll give it a go. I'll keep everyone updated. I mean, but- like, no, but like... You're already there. Mm. So like, it's not that, oh, I'll try and give it a go. No, 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 no. <laughs> You're doing it and you will be doing more of it. That's it's what true. it is. Let's, let's, come on. We're almost at the end of this year. We're going to start talking. We're talking these things. We're talking them, you know, we're bigging ourselves up. Yeah, I need yeah. to just be more cocky. Like, yeah, 20, 2023, we're bigging ourselves up. So we need to start, and we need to start it now. We need to start getting yeah. the habits yeah. now. So we're not trying nothing. This yeah, isn't no little true. thing. Like you're doing the big things out here. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know. Yeah, it's really true. It's really true. I need to keep, keep saying that. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 just weird, isn't it? Like when big things happen, oh shit! When big things happen, it's a bit like overwhelming. It's like me, little me, but it's actually no big me. I'm not little. <laughs> I'm a big deal. A big deal. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm that bitch. Yeah, <laughs> we'll forever be that bitch. <laughs> Shout out Megan. We seem to be um, shouting out Megan style every week. We're doing that now. <laughs> um. But yeah, like this week's been fun. It snowed and I was not expecting it. I've been indoors for like three days. (laughs) (laughs) It snowed and everything shut down as it always does in this UK. Um, Yeah, Yeah. it snowed. Like to be honest, like I I woke up, I saw the snow. I saw, to be honest, I saw the snow last night actually, the night before. And Mm. um, I was like, hmm. But I'd already decided that I was going into the office for um, four o'clock anyway, because we had our Christmas party. Um, so you know, I managed to make it there. Actually, it was all right. Mm. Oh, I forgot to tell you, I managed to um, do my mission. So basically, guys, I'm just gonna—I don't care. I'm just gonna say it. Uh, basically, there, there's two black girls that I keep seeing in the office, and I, oh, yeah. I want to be yeah. friends with them. <laughs> so oh, it was like my mission for the Christmas party was to introduce myself to them, and I did. Yay. <laughs> and yeah, so we, we were like, um, and then and then like, and one of the girls kept being to me. She was like, no, guys, we're friends now, right? We're friends now. So <laughs> when we see each other in the office, we're mates. And I was like, yeah, that's that's, that's so what good. I was trying. That's what I was trying to achieve anyway. <laughs> like, yeah, and if you're in the office more, it's nice that you've got that now because like it's not like you're gonna be on your own all the time. Yeah, exactly. And as well, different, different, knowing different people from different departments as well. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. it's not always sticking around with the people who are on your team and stuff. Like, sometimes it's nice to 
um, no different people. Yeah, meet the finance yeah. girls, meet yeah. the HR yeah. girls. Okay. Well, no, all all of the fun girls, they're all in merchandise, isn't it? So oh, they're yeah. all like, you know, they're all like the fashion buyers. They all did fashion buying and that in it. So mm. yeah. Oh, sorry, that gives you a clue of what kind of industry I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway. Oh, that's really cool. You know what makes work fun as well is creating missions, like social missions. Like I've so, realized yeah. it's fun. Is it? Like, I find missions to missions for me make me feel very stressed. Do they? Yeah, because I used to like, you know, like on nights out at uni, on nights out, mm. my friend, she liked to have missions for the night. <laughs> And that would just stress me out. So I, cause I like to just be in one place dancing. She yeah. was up and down all over the place. Then she's got a new drink and then she's got another <laughs> new drink. I'm like, excuse me, where are you getting these drinks from girl? You don't need no more drinks. Um, yeah. So I just used to, f- I just find mission missions just make me feel like, yeah, they just stress me out. Yeah, but if you're if you're at work, it's not like you're it's gonna be drinking missions or like go and dance with this boy or like you know. No, no, but it's not it's not the fact that of those being the it's the fact it's a mission oh, that's so stressing me out. To, not not yeah. not yeah. what the mission is. It's the fact that I'm setting myself a mission that's stressing me <laughs> out. Because <laughs> it's like, oh shit, I need to do this mission, but I'm feeling a bit. I'm not feeling very sociable right now. So like, <laughs> yeah, you know, I think get that, what you mean. that stresses me out more. So, but it can spice the day up if you're if you've not got much on. Sometimes it's nice to. <laughs> <laughs> to create a little a little plan action plan to befriend someone <laughs> yeah that probably would have worked at my last workplace since I wasn't doing much for a while yeah yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. but um, yeah anyway, anyway. Um, sorry anyway. What, are we, anyway. what are we chatting about uh, yeah should we go on yeah we've got like lots of news so let's rush through some of this because it's a bit it's like um, we'll we'll have a one quiet week and then the next week honestly, there's a million things to talk about. Yeah, it's literally we're living in Black Mirror, Britain. So there's a lot. Oh my god, did you did you see that um, artificial womb post I sent you? I saw that you sent me it, but I have no idea what it is. <laughs> I saw like sorry, babies no. everywhere, and I was like, "This is creepy." I'm trying to sorry trying to work. guys, this sorry tangent. Um, Shadeborough posted like, "Oh, the science um, the scientists there created like an artificial womb, so then you can do IVF, but the the baby will be grown in this artificial womb. Um, so then it means that these parents will biologically." Be be the parents rather you know with kind of like IVS and you get a surrogate mm-hmm. mother yeah the biological mother of that child even if that child does not have any of that person's DNA is actually the mother is actually the person who gave birth to the child oh my gosh so this is what like the elite are gonna start doing like we won't be able to afford it won't be on the NHS well, I, I don't know because this is this is apparently meant to be um for I'm guessing like the elite like you know like the Kim Kardashians and that they'll yeah. start doing yeah. this because then it saves them needing to pay for a surrogate Body. mother and stuff like that. Yeah. Even though they 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 weren't really paying them much, um, mm-hmm. the black women much to hold their children. But um, anyway, that's another that's another story. <laughs> but um, yeah, so like basically this is like to help kind of um, 
the de- like decrease in population. So like apparently Japan, Bulgaria, and I forgot where else has has a decreasing population. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is like c- could help that those um those economies and stuff. Um, it means that you don't have to. Um, so if you've got like kind of fertility issues and stuff like that, or mm-hmm. if you can't carry your own children and stuff, this is like an option. That's amazing, um, actually. That is really is- amazing. So I think the concept of it is amazing. What I didn't like is why did they make this? I didn't like how they made this um, CGI advert because the, the advert looked like I was watching Avatar. It looks like I was watching Black Mirror. <laughs> it looks like I was watching some kind of like harvesting. Oh, maybe the Promised Neverland. Sorry, I'm referencing anime now. Um, it felt like I was watching something like that because it was like, what is this? Is this some kind of farming for children? Like it just, yeah. it just the 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 advert is just gross. It's and then creepy. the shade borough comments. Mm. What I wasn't expecting was it. Um, I was hearing people like no people were saying, oh, um, stuff about this isn't of God and stuff like that. And I was like, huh? <laughs> like I, I was just like, oh, like people were just like, oh, can they can they say it's a joke now or something like that? But <laughs> what I don't get is that people. I think I think the video just clearly scared everyone. Yeah. Rather than understanding what you know what this actually means for mm-hmm. people like because they were saying oh if it's not in god's plan and it's like well that's not nice it is in god's plan because it's happening <laughs> yeah because like just because people physically might not be able to carry their own babies or physically might not be able to conceive doesn't mean that it's not god's plan for them to have children yeah. you know like there's lots of evil people in this world who have children <laughs> do you know what i mean and some of the most beautiful human beings who physically can't have children, but it doesn't mean that it's God's plan for them not to have kids. Like, do you know what I mean? You know what as well? I feel like some people that are like very, um, like they make these comments about this isn't in God's plan. It's like, there's probably a group of them that do that for everything that ever happens. So, oh, a new injection yeah. has come out, a new a new um, vaccine oh, well, has yeah, come especially out. Especially with the injections Yeah, and like vaccines. new operations and new like transplants and things like that. Oh, this isn't in God's plan. It's like, well, God equipped people with the knowledge to be able to create these things. So like, it, I, yeah. I just don't understand why people, why, why do you have to have to say something negative when something is exactly. really gonna help people? When, and it's actually like so fantastic. But I think what it is, people just don't, people don't read what, what is actually happening properly, especially with the Shade Borough. Mm-hmm. And they're just gonna see this weird CGI creepy video <laughs> that looks like it's some kind of harvesting farm for children. That and the some demons of a world demons are gonna come and eat them kind of thing, like. So yeah. that that is me spoiling the whole of the Promised Neverland for all of you, but um, <laughs> it's good if you guys want an want an anime to watch. Um, Pro- the Promised Neverland is actually fantastic. Um, don't bother with season two though; they ruined it. And if you do want to know more what happens next, just go and read the manga. Like I, I need to, I actually need to do that. <laughs> but yeah, like yeah. Anyway. Anyway, <laughs> on to the, the Black Mirror the reality. The actual we meant to talk, talk about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so NHS again. Let's just whiz through this one. So the Daily Mail has posted yeah. an article and people might have heard of this already. NHS waiting list grows. Again, exclamation mark. 7.2 million <laughs> patients now in queue for routine ops and A&E. Four-hour waits hit an all-time high 
um, and there's warnings um, of strikes and this will cause more chaos to system crippled by flu bed blockers and strep A panic I'm sure crippled isn't is an ableist term now but daily mail just don't give a shit um, <laughs> um wait are they i don't i don't think they were describing someone no, as not. crippled were they but, no but, but they're s- talking about when they, they're using the crippled as a description word of of it of it collapsing but so the word crippled cannot be used to describe someone's disability yeah but isn't it's the same kind of thing it's like crippled means no, because crippled mm. means it's just like you know, like uh, like you know they'll say like an, a, a crippling economy. You know, it's a dis- yeah, it's a description I- word, but it's it's derogatory mm. when used in the term of um, in the term of like for a disability and describing someone as that because that is derogatory because you're not actually describing what their mm. disability is. You're describing them as. So you can use the word crippled to yeah. describe things because because crippled yeah crippled is a it was a word that had a definition before people yeah, before. just used it use it to label someone so it's like mm. yeah okay nice lesson there i didn't know that um <laughs> sorry <laughs> but but um yeah so nhs more nhs chaos you know why can't we just i i choose i don't choose to pay taxes but if i could choose where to put them i'd like them to go towards my health service and not literally can we all just choose where our taxes go to because to be honest i don't really care for my taxes to be going for wolf to warfare yeah like Um, 30 billion on warfare per year isn't it like to defense like i just find that wild so i don't really care for my money to go there like Mm, yeah same like i would love for it to go on the health service like yeah please 7 point like 2 million patients now in the queue for routine operations it's like 7.2 mil yeah yeah and A&E's generally now there's a 4 hour wait and it just it's it's getting worse every year isn't it and it's like can we we at least isn't 4 hours the standard time to wait in A&E I I just thought that was standard But isn't that like bad? Is. That I just think that is standard. That's just a normal time. That's like a short waiting time in A&E. And do you know what A&E stands for? Accident and emergency. <laughs> <laughs> emergency. Right now, none of your accidents are emergencies. Sorry. Yeah. That, the quickest we know, can get to you is in four hours. <laughs> literally. Uh, uh, even that's that's on a good day. Yeah, literally. Um, but yeah, sad times for our NHS. Um, yeah awful awful news um but another thing as well so shelter the charity that um helps to um helps to like home and aid homeless people um helps them find accommodation essentially um workers from that charity are so poorly paid that some worry whether they can keep a roof over their heads now um which it's just (laughs) they're striking essentially um basically because they're I don't think they're paid enough the, the bills are going up and their wages aren't going up I mean that's and the thing though because like charity workers don't get paid much like no it's just like and this is what's so sad like the most kind-heartest people just want to help other people mm-hmm. but then they can't afford they it's can't true. afford those 
basic things themselves, especially because we are now in a cost of living crisis. I'm sorry, why this government? Like, okay, Rishi Rishi Sunak, he's done more days than Liz Trust now, right? Look, can mm. they can they just fuck off? They need to be out. Like, <laughs> I'm tired. Like, they need to be out now. Just it's yeah, it's it's sad. It's like this is just awful. Like, no, I'm even. Yeah, gonna, uh, yeah. I'm gonna say this. Um, it's like. I was on a meeting like with people from my work and there's this mm-hmm. one guy who he was literally wearing like a polar neck woolen jumper mm. and he had another I could physically see he had another three layers on top of that mm-hmm. and I'm just like I'm sorry this man should be able to put his heating on without worrying how much it's gonna cost like this isn't this is ridiculous like, yeah. it's absolutely ridiculous like I shouldn't be in a in a remote meeting and and then seeing someone just be all layered up inside their house honestly that's becoming so common that like people that I'm in meetings with they're wearing bully hats <laughs> everyone's got like, a water bottle or a blanket on their lap like, yeah like this, this is actually ridiculous like yeah and people are arguing as well with their flatmates like people that I've um, like worked with they're arguing with their flatmates about um, turning the heating on because like people having mm. to negotiate like no we can only afford two hours a day and it's like what, oh what world are we living in where people that are on like 40 grand are like yeah. arguing with their flatmates over over putting the heat like I, Literally. I find that wild because even me and like uh, me and my cousin we're trying to figure out how we're doing this heating business and like I think right now what we've decided on is just keeping the thermostat and which I heard it on the news as well a tip on the news mm-hmm. guys where I'm keeping the thermostat on 18 between 18 and 19 degrees and mm. then um and not putting it on higher than that because like sitting in 18 degrees you can sit comfortably with um, a jumper on and a blanket on and like that's kind of what we kind of decided now and like and not even bothering mm. having the heat on in the kitchen because it's like we're not really in there that much um mm-hmm. literally yeah, like, yeah. like i haven't turned my heating on for the past couple of days and oh, it's like this is just ridiculous. Like our heat yeah. wasn't even working like a couple of weeks ago, but now oh. it started working. We're seeing the money just go down. It's just like, what the fuck? Like, <sighs> can we not be able to like be warm? But no, the government said, no, we, we're not allowed to be warm. Like yeah. that is, it's, um, it's, not a necess- it's not a necessity. It's a luxury to be able to heat up mm-hmm. your house. And I do actually think we should be really disgusted at the fact that like nurses and people that work for charities as you say, the people that are trying to help others are having to go to yeah. food banks themselves because their wages aren't paying them enough for yeah. them to live and afford food. Like, what kind of world are we living in? To be fair, anyone that has to go to a food bank, it shouldn't... It, food banks, should they really even be a thing? I, food I don't banks think shouldn't should. exist. <laughs> no. like they shouldn't again, exist. No one should have to and, go to a food bank. Food and housing are basic necessities. Mm-hmm. Why are we paying so much for them? Why are they now, right now, they're some of the most expensive things? Like, yeah. Mm, oh, no. Like the Tories no. can't claim that they're the party of economics mm. and like financial mm. stability because look at the country. Like, look at, look around. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, Literally. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's awful. It's awful. Um, it's not right. Okay, but, and then, oh, carry on. What were you gonna say? No, no, just on to the next topic. 
Um, yeah, this is like a bit of an update, isn't it? Because um, we've mm-hmm. spoken about this before. Um, Brittany Griner has been released from Russian prison, which that is great news, but she's been there for quite some time. So <laughs> it's taken yeah. quite a long time for this to, to go through for one. And either way, she shouldn't have been re- arrested in the first place. Um, yeah. yeah. Some context, really- I think... She- from what I remember, she was arrested because of her vape pen and because mm-hmm. um, she, she had cannabis oil in her vape pen. So they tried to arrest, they arrested her on a drug charge. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But really what was going on behind it was um, Russian and American politics, really. Yeah, she was used as a pawn in their kind of like political game. game. So like yeah. Russia wanted the US to release someone who'd been imprisoned for, um, I think they had a lot of involvement in... Um, like the Al Qaeda and different like terrorist groups, so okay. the US locked them up. Um, but because they were Russian, the Russian government were essentially like, "Look, we'll make a trade. We'll release Brittany if you release this person who is locked up on like really severe like charges." Um, but I've been reading up just generally on like why Brittany was in Russia, and essentially, women NBA athletes they make like a tiny fraction of what the men make, um, mm-hmm. like money wise. So they have to play basketball all year around. So the only way that you can actually do this is by playing overseas. And yeah. this specific law um, that, uh, well, this specific charge essentially against um, Brittany was created by um, Russian government to catch out political journalists and things like that so um, it's it's like a cheeky law that they brought in um, and it's just I, I'm happy she's released but like Biden can't really take that much credit because she's been there since August it's like why yeah, <laughs> if she was that is a disgusting. white young girl would she be locked up for that long I don't know yeah. I don't think so yeah and um, as well even just like taking into account that she's a basketball player as well like and you know LGBTQ so, yeah like a tall a tall woman a tall queer woman um who is black at the end of the mm. day all of those factors are going to work against her actually being kind of even recognized as woman in that yeah. sense you know so yeah yeah but well, I'm glad she's out like thank god because yeah. I think she was sentenced to nine years which would have just been so tragic like what the fuck yeah like yeah. so extreme very very I mean it's extreme that she was there since August yeah like how how traumatic must that have been yeah no I can't even I can't even think mm-hmm. um anyway we're glad that Britney has been released finally yeah. um but yeah so next thing I wanted to talk about this this was a couple of weeks ago but Bali is introducing a law for like no extramarital sex which I find is interesting so this um so this law so this law won't be implemented for the next couple of years it might be two or three years until it's actually in place so like everybody mm. who's just been like oh my god can't go to bali anymore because <laughs> can't go do vacation in bali anymore like you got a couple of years you yeah. can still do I some vacations i think it's the whole of indonesia as well so yeah so it's, it's indonesia <laughs> it's, a, it's an indonesia law but um indonesia is actually quite quite small it's like a collection of places kind of Cute. yeah and bali is one of them um 
like well region yeah yeah anyway so just correcting myself um um anyway so i think i i think i saved what i saw of this but um but basically so i was finding it interesting because everybody's just being like oh my gosh we can't do vacation can't be doing this and that and all this stuff um but then as well like so one it's not it's not coming into place until until mm. you know a couple of years and two like but this is something that i wanted to look up but like you know when it comes to going to places like dubai and stuff like that mm. i'm sure that they have similar kind of laws there mm. but everybody still does their vacations in dubai and stuff like that's not to say mm. obviously like don't respect the laws of certain places i think like definitely respect um definitely respect cultures and their laws um but then also at the same time like it's just a shame that like this is kind of where the world is coming to this isn't to Mm. disrespect obviously that um with indonesia being a majority muslim um place and Mm. um these are the reasons why these laws are kind of um starting to be implemented however Mm. it's a shame that it's like people we that a lot of countries are the are taken away the autumn the um, people's autonomy to be able to mm-hmm. do what they want and be free with what they want to do in this and the thing is at the end of the day the people who are going to be mainly affected are going to be women and lgbtq plus people um yeah because like it won't workers. be yeah sex workers and all of that because it's not going to be men who will get punished from 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 these things um yeah and i feel like that's what is just is is sad about these things but as well it's just like like i just look at this and the world is kind of going backwards and that's not just that's not just um talking about indonesia like it's even with america and the um roe versus wade abortion mm-hmm. bill and stuff like all of those things are just things that have been coming into place where it's just taking away the autonomy of people to be able to do what they want with their bodies. And um, yeah, and, and even over here yeah. with the protests and stuff and like the human rights bill and everything else, it's like, mm-hmm. so we can't protest loudly, loudly, loudly now, loudly now, now. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's exactly. Little, little changes the, everywhere. Yeah, the smallest of things. And yeah, it's just... It, it's sad and um, and I find as well like I don't want this to be you know when you get kind of these laws being put in place and as well just talking on kind of um, religion such as Islam and stuff like that being like oh yeah this is a majority Muslim country but we need to not be thinking that um, yeah Obviously, Islam, like, um, and, and I'm trying to be very respectful of this because obviously I'm, I'm not Muslim myself, but like, mm-hmm. we don't want to be ignorant of the fact that um, people who are Muslim may not be, ha- like, may or may not be having sex outside mm-hmm. of being married. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it can't be this whole thing of this whole idea that, oh, yeah, because you're Muslim, you only do x y and z and that's just kind of what is seen and expected of people and as well when i'm sorry like muslim women do have autonomy over themselves and their bodies and what they want to do you know Mm -hmm. it's not just like 
while while from from the outside looking in it seems as if the religion is very very strict and stuff like that but there's still the element of choice people could, you know people still deserve the right to choose mm-hmm. um to the right to choose just at, like in general and yeah. um and i feel like there is this kind of whole I- idea that islam is so strict and and women are kept kind of like hostage yeah yeah. like yeah exactly like women are kept hostage under the religion but no it's not that's not the case you know like women are allowed Mm -hmm. autonomy over what they're doing and even when we see kind of the protests in um iran um with Mm -hmm. everything with um being able to wear um like about wearing your hijab and how you want to wear it and stuff we're seeing those protests Mm -hmm. and like the reasons the protests are happening is that because women still deserve the choice regardless of their religion mm-hmm. and you know and it shouldn't be yeah and it's just mm-hmm. and that that's I yeah. feel like that's the main thing we should take away from the fact that this law being put in place it's not not about oh we can no longer have our vacations no it's about how <laughs> how are people who are from these countries how how are they living and how are they allowed allowed to Mm. live and be free with the decision that they make when everything is now been put into law to be policed you know so there's just a way for people to be policed at any time which you know over policing is we know is not good (laughs) Um, yeah, so the, there's also, I'm reading an article now, it's on Euro News Travel, and it says uh, human rights organizations have criticized Indonesia's new criminal code, which also includes restrictions on protests and bans. Mm criticism of the country's president which is interesting Um, Amnesty International Indonesia their executive director has basically described this as appalling and a significant blow to the country's human rights um, yeah, human rights. Consensual sexual relationships should not be treated as a criminal offence or violation of morality. Outlawing sex outside of marriage is a violation to the rights um, to privacy protected mm-hmm. under international law. Uh, morality provisions could even be misused to criminalise victims of sexual assault in it. That's so mm. true. Or members of the LGBTQI community, he added, while homosexuality is not illegal in most of Indonesia, same-sex marriage is not recognised. Mm. Consensual sexual relationships should not be treated as criminal. Oh, yeah. So essentially, he's saying that this is not good. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is true. But my question is, how is someone going to know if me and Bay go to Bali and we have sex, how is someone going to know? That's the thing. To arrest me. That, that's, that's, the, that's the other thing. It's just like, because to be honest, I feel like at first this might actually hurt the tourism in Bali, but I think it's going to hurt it probably like mm-hmm. next year because people aren't going to understand mm. and haven't, they won't be reading into it properly. The fact that actually this law isn't coming into place until X, Y, Z, when. Um, yeah, because that's been a question. Oh, is this gonna hurt the tourism? And which it might do at first, but after a while, just like to be honest, 
sorry, don't quote me on this because I do need to do my research properly. But the same thing is like everybody mm. goes to Dubai, but Dubai is meant to um, apparently have all these strict rules or to do that and like, you mm. know, not even a, like banning sex toys and stuff like that. Like all of, all, kissing, yeah, all yeah. of those things are meant to be very strict, but then everybody still has their vacations in Dubai, apparently. You know, everybody. Yeah, and Dubai is known for like, a lot of escorts yeah, just hanging yeah. around. I'm sure. Exactly. Like, that's that's really what I was going to sure. say. All the, I haven't heard that they're really criminal. All, all of the girls have been talking be. about that you go to Dubai for the escorts mm. for, you know, doing the certain things in, involving feces and mm. shit. Like, mm, yeah. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, and apparently that's what Dubai is apparently known for. So, like, mm. you know, so... I feel like it might hurt tourism at first, but then as well, there isn't really, obviously respect the laws of the places that you're going to, but at the same time, there's how are they going to enforce these laws? Like, um, cause there was, there've been mm. talks, there's been speculation about how, oh, some hotels, um, if you're not married, if you're not married guests, like they probably won't let you in and stuff like that, or you have to book separate rooms mm-hmm. and stuff about, but I really highly doubt that these hotels are going to be doing that. Like I, I highly doubt they will because yeah. it's going to hurt their tourism. It's going to hurt people booking and, you know, not not everybody is getting married now, especially kind of in more mm-hmm. in terms of the Western world standpoint. Um yeah and it's yeah, just it's yeah true. so like you know i feel like they might they probably won't enforce it to that extent mm. um yeah it's yeah. odd as well because it's like they've made this on their own like no one else is really talking about this but they've just decided oh actually let's ban this mm. <laughs> it's like you're not you're not like hopping on anyone else's boat you're literally making up your yeah. own and like you're, you're doing whatever yeah, you want <laughs> exactly and um yeah but and again, so this is why I reiterate that actually maybe the, cause I feel like a lot of people are looking in and being like, oh my God, we can't do vacation. And what can we do? Where are we going to go? We can't go to Bali mm. anymore. And it's like, actually, maybe you guys aren't the center of this, um, of this <laughs> argument. <No topic. laughs> you no, know, maybe there's deeper things that we need to think of about a country yeah. bringing this enforcement. Um, enforcing this new law maybe there's bigger things that we need to be worrying mm. about rather than where can we go on our next vacation <laughs> yeah but, um, it's true yeah but interesting um, yeah yeah so on to our next topic mm-hmm. so we spoke about this guy before his name is Richard Drax <laughs> he's an MP and he's one of the richest MPs. He owns plantations in Barbados. Yes. And he doesn't think that he should pay any reparations. <laughs> of course not. Um, so he recently met with the Prime Minister of Barbados, <laughs> Mia Motley, and um, he discussed what possible arrangements could be met when it comes to reparations. So um, they basically... Um, issued him with a list of reparation demands. I love that. <laughs> and in 2020, he failed um, he failed to declare a former sugar plantation in Barbados on his tax returns. Oh, um, so now he even owes yeah. tax? Okay. 
exactly. So um, this plantation, a 117 acre area known as Drax Hall, hosted the brutal enslavement of more than a hundred black African people from the profit of the family, uh, for the profit of the family. The family also reportedly owned another plantation in Jamaica. After Barbados officially became a republic last year, the country is now asking Mr. Drax and the other descendants of slavers to um, play both a symbolic and financial role in confronting the family's dark past, which I just love the Prime Minister of Barbados. Like, she's just the coolest yeah. person ever. Like If you watch interviews of her, she's just the nice... She comes across as like the nicest politician yeah. and the the most like level-headed one, no one that makes the most sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In every room, she just says what I want to yeah. hear. <laughs> I love that. No, what I really love about the story mm-hmm. is that I just love the Caribbean just starting to come up and be like, actually, no. Like, you yeah, you directly show that this Matter. happened. You are a direct... You are direct mm-hmm. evidence of showing what happened. Most people went and cleared their name and got rid of their plantations and was just like, no, 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 that ain't, that ain't me. You decided that you hold on to it. You decided that you're still going to profit off it. You are a direct, mm-hmm. direct, um, direct lineage to the Drax plantation yeah. to the point you still have that last name. They made sure that they had men in their family exactly. to, to bring down that family line. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, I just feel like it's crazy how this Great Britain, how this UK can still pretend they have no involvement in the British slave trade. <laughs> <laughs> that they the yeah, only involvement ridiculous. was ab- abolition. When you've got your own Tory MPs who are direct, who are still, still own these plantations. You got these halls. They're named after the plantations. You got these halls where, like, so I can talk about now that I've moved. I can talk about um the place where I used mm-hmm. to live. So, um, Drayton Hall. I used to live West Drayton, and Drayton there was Drayton Hall there. And when me and my mother read up about Mister Drayton, he he had a, he owned plantations like. <laughs> And we were like, the fuck? <laughs> and he owned slaves. And it's just like, oh. But mm. these halls are probably scattered all across this UK. And they are all, it's true. you know, and yeah. they, they are a direct evidence of the fact that the UK had a big, big, big involvement in the slave trade other than abol- abolishing it. And I'm sorry, yeah. when the evidence is there that we've been still, that our taxes, our taxes have been paying off these slave owners until 2015. I'm sorry, run me mm. back my tax refund because um, mm. why am I paying off slave owners? <laughs> run me back my money. Like that, can cut, like, I'm sorry, run it they back. have the evidence, <laughs> run back my tax refund now. Like, Literally, yes. I don't even know if I worked in 2015, but still, run me back my money though. <laughs> like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, literally, I, I agree. Um, and so basically, the demands, I'm just reading them now. Um, so, the demands from Barbados essentially that um, Drax Hall will be turned into an Afrocentric museum. Then another one is a large part of Drax Hall Plantation will be used for low-income social housing for Bayesian families. That's lovely. And then the last one is Mr. Drax's estate will pay for some of the work. Only so some it's of not it. like they're even asking for like big, Mr. big reparations. They're just asking for his Literally, assistance. Mr. Drax's estate should pay for it all and he should go and pay those taxes as well. Yeah. Like that's, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. 
But like the thing is though, like yeah, what as well is. in this guy, what in his right mind? Why does he just still have this plantation that's there? Anyway, like yeah, what is the plantation nothing, even doing? Yeah, there's like nothing on you it, know, is there? Like, like I can't imagine there's anything on like, it. Like if 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 they are want if they're wanting to use a plantation to create a museum, clearly nothing is happening with the plantation. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like if no one's using it, if it's not being used for farming or anything now, like the land is not being used then what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, just why didn't you just give it back it's to true. Barbados like how long ago? Like, why why is it that it's taken yeah. how many years to your direct lineage to now for them to be asking you to do the right thing? Yeah, it's true. Um, and then an MP in Barbados, Trevor Prescott, um, he's the chairman of the Reparations Task Force, has said that if... Um, thingy Drax what's his first name Richard, again Richard Drax yeah. um, <laughs> uh, if he doesn't agree to this legal action might be the next step yes. which I'd love to see but I hope I hope they don't have to do yeah, that yeah I but, hope not because um, I'll just take legal long. action in the international court but I'm sorry it will be an embarrassment for the UK again <laughs> it'll be embarrassment for Richard Drax I don't know about the UK the UK need mm. to the, the UK need to be embarrassed they need some embarrassment man mm-hmm. like they need they need we've it. had a lot but there's more to there's come there's more to come this is this is why it's not coming home guys <laughs> sorry <laughs> it's never coming home it's never coming home but to be honest though we France, don't France is still like, winning though they we, like France don't... don't deserve it either yeah yeah everyone's saying that they want Morocco to beat France which I, I agree that would be nice to see uh, to be honest I don't care but yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah, but anyway, guys, it's not coming home. I actually watched that football match. Yeah. I'm sorry, actually, no. I'm gonna admit to you guys Same. right now. Every football, every England, every England match I've watched, they've lost. So I don't know why people keep trying to get me to watch with them. <laughs> you know what it is? What just is the most jarring thing is watching the miss penalties and watching the miss like open goals. It's like, are you alright? This is what you've trained for for your whole Literally. life. Like, and that goalie was problem, pretty sir? shit as well. Like, don't don't get me wrong. Look, I'm I don't know nothing about goal. I don't know. You know, I'm not a football gal. But I'm sorry, like, mate, you weren't getting anything. Like, like I just you're yeah. just leaving it open for them. Which is just like, okay, fine, whatever. Like, do your thing. Like, I don't care, but... <laughs> it's sad. Yeah, it's sad for them, look. It just isn't our time again. It's just it's yeah. just not gonna... It's just not coming home for you, lot. I'm sorry. It's not coming home. It's the fans don't deserve it. You don't it. deserve it because you're all racist. Because... You know what, as well? I always think that, like, oh, like, this... The UK, people come together the most when it comes to sports. Mm-hmm. Sports is what brings most people together. It also together. brings the racism out. But, yeah, literally, <laughs> like, it, it brings the... As soon as the UK doesn't get their way yeah. in sports competitions, it brings... The racism comes out, yeah. the xenophobia comes yeah. out. And it's just like, wait, what is in people's blood for them to be this angry <laughs> at, and it's, at us losing it's, things? It's, like, it's honestly, their racist ancestors. <laughs> That's what's in their blood. <laughs> <laughs> They're possessed. Oh it's like the demons inside. Oh gosh, literally. The devil inside. <laughs> um, yeah, mad. Anyway, yeah, it's not coming home. Let's just add that in there. Mm. Um, <laughs> sorry to you, man. <laughs> um, so anyway, on to another 
creepy Tory MP, Jacob Rees-Mogg. Um, he's, there's another video of him recently going around just saying the most awful things about abortion again. Yeah. He's, he's like a pro-lifer and he's basically launched an astonishing attack on abortion rights in the UK, calling the legal uh, procedure morally wrong and a cult of death. Um, and he said it was wrong for the state to allow abortions, refused to agree that the right to termination and pregnancy should be protected, even in cases of rape or incest. So he, if you were raped, raped or <sighs> if something incestual happens, you actually can't get it. It's, and it's also, like, he, that's your he own mentioned fault. that when a woman's life is at risk he said that doctors should do all they can Keep to the baby alive. preserve like both lives <laughs> yeah essentially so He's it's like, like fuck those women we hate them one or the other <laughs> we hate those fucking women <laughs> yeah I don't care if he needs a if, mom if something if something awful <laughs> happened to them as a result of um, trigger warning rape or incest well that's their own fault isn't it so like is that like let's yeah. keep these babies not my problem yeah let's keep these babies <laughs> you know but those women fuck them <laughs> what I just find like annoying about this topic is that they're so anti-abortion but then they're not pro-adoption or pro like fostering yeah. children like with the children that actually and the children that are starving in the country it's like oh I don't give a shit about Literally. them but the unborn children that don't have a pulse that can't feel pain like they're not even children the, the cells in a woman's womb <laughs> They need to be protected more this, than the children you know that are alive right now. This is what's right so now. weird. And this is another thing of trying to keep autonomy over women and why it's only women that they want autonomy mm. over because they're not trying to claim these kids once they're born. They don't give a shit once they're born. Like, yeah, keep them in the world. No. Whatever. We don't care what you do with them. You know, just it's try to keep them alive. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but everything else is just like, no, just women shouldn't mm. be able to, you have so much autonomy over their bodies to get to choose to get rid of children because no like the only thing that men are good for is procreation you know you know, it's that kind of mentality <laughs> of like oh men should yeah. men should scatter their seed far and wide and you know procreate everywhere they can and then when as soon as a woman mm -hmm. decides that she doesn't want to keep their baby what the fuck no we can't have that because men's it's a men it's a man's right to procreate and a woman has no Honestly, rights like the end like and, and as well and but, it's just the cra it's just <laughs> what's the crazy thing is that the man's right stop at procreation like it's, it's just, the man's right is only to mm. spread the seed looking after that seed mm -hmm. so that's the woman's job literally that's that's just where it starts yeah. honestly I honestly think that the um that abortions are a gift like we like it's something that mm -hmm. I'm I'm so glad that we have in this world and I also I just think that pro-lifers it's like if if your daughter was raped they don't they don't, you know don't even care I feel like, like if your daughter was raped you'd want to keep the you fucking know, baby like with a lot of pro-lifers like, sometimes no a lot of pro-lifers mm. I feel that they don't even really have an argument for why they are pro-life it's similar when we watch Nancy no. and Bartiz arguing about this like, the, like yeah. Bartice's argument just did not make sense when Bartice decided, and they're just hella emotional. Yeah, for no when reason. Bartice decided <laughs> to bring this up in front of his family at family dinner, which made no fucking sense <laughs> at all because that's clearly a private conversation. Um, and his sister mm -hmm. just wants to start crying. It's like, girl, 
is this affecting you? Like, I'm sorry, you you are yeah. here in this world. Like, you are not being aborted right now. So please, like, just why why is this emotion? Why are you so rived, derived with this emotion that you can't believe mm-hmm. that someone would be open to abortion? Like, I'm sorry, people are allowed their autonomy. People, are, women are allowed their autonomy to do with their to do what they want with their bodies and to be able to make that choice. Because especially yeah. when it comes to say if they feel if if a woman feels that she is not equipped to be able to give this child mm-hmm. everything that they need in this life. I feel like for that woman, for them, for them, they might feel the kindest decision to make is to not go through with this pregnancy. Like, and I just don't understand how yeah. pro-lifers cannot even see that mindset that, you know, you got all these kids who grow up you know, claiming to be fucked up, claiming to be like, oh, their parents mm-hmm. are shit. Their parents are that. They have nothing in this life. And, you know, and all, and like how the world is, the world is, doesn't, doesn't give them nothing mm-hmm. kind of thing. You have so many kind of kids and people who grow up like that and they speak like that. But then when a woman kind of weighs up all of her options and actually tries to think ahead and decides, actually, I cannot provide the life that this child deserves to have. So this is mm-hmm. not the time for me. And let me not put put this child through that, you know, because maybe they don't have the support system. Maybe they don't feel like they're equipped to do that. Maybe they feel like, maybe they feel like as a mother, they can't, they physically can't do that. They physically cannot love a child like that. So for them, mm. it's better for them to not go through the pregnancy. And I don't understand why, like, like how comes it's like all of those feelings don't matter. And that is what is really sad. Like those feelings that all kind of goes through a woman's mind when it comes to even choosing, like, cause obviously choosing to terminate is not an easy choice. Nobody makes that no. choice lightly. And I just find it crazy yeah. that nobody nobody thinks about all of those emotions and and everything that a woman goes through, even deciding that that's what they're gonna go and do. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think any woman has made that decision lightly. That is, and as well, no, especially no. when the procedure isn't as simple as they make it out like it is. And it's it's painful. Like it's yeah. not simple. It's painful. People don't. People just don't talk about the process yeah. of an abortion, and it's not accessible. We don't learn about no. it in school. And the amount of women that will end up having abortions, it's like it's something that we should learn about. Something that yeah. we should at, at least have knowledge on. Like, what do you do when you fall pregnant? Mm. And you don't want the child. What the fuck do and you even do? Like, like, do you know off the top of your head? Yeah. No. You've got to go on Google, do everything else. Yeah. And yeah. And I just feel like it's just, yeah. I Sometimes though, I kind of feel like that lack of information is there on purpose because it's there just so yeah. you just get more people just carrying out their pregnancies and just drag, dragging their children up, like just yeah. winging it kind of thing. Like, it's just frustrating though because it's like these people they'll really try and demonize women for having abortions but then on the other hand they'll start demonizing single single mothers yeah. that are bringing up their children it's like you there's, just hate women you actually hate whatever women and that's do the cause of all of these arguments that is that is the root of the of mm. pro-life you hate women <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> that's it oh gosh Ugh. 
and you don't like women having lives. You don't want women to have autonomy over their bodies. And if women have children, then like they have to be looking after that child for the next 18 to 30 years because nobody can leave home. So (laughs) like, Mm -hmm. and that's just how it is. Just, yeah, fucking idiot. But then also part of this story, which is kind of funny, um, Jacob Rees-Mogg, he (laughs) previously admitted that his investment firm profited from (gasps) abortion pills. What? (laughs) Right, so the ex-cabinet minister was accused of hypocrisy over his attack on abortion rights following... Somerset Capital Management's five million investment. So that's his company in an Indonesian company that provides abortion mm, pills. Five million investment. <laughs> Look, no, I can't, I can't, I can't with these politicians. It's like I don't even understand why. Why is this something that you're bringing to Parliament? Why aren't you like? You know, I'm sorry. People can't. People can't heat up their homes. People can't eat. Nurses. Nurses have dedicated yeah, food banks. Honestly, I'm sorry. Like, what? I'm just. I'm kind of like, why is this go relevant? To therapy. Not even go to no. Not even honestly. go to therapy. Like, no. Just why? Why is it relevant? Why is this? Why is <laughs> why is this abortion? Why is abortion what you're bringing to politics? And why is it not the fact that people can cannot have electricity? Cannot turn electricity on in their homes? Like. What yeah, has it got foolish. to do with this? So just, foolish. It's just so random. And it's just like, mm. wh- why is this the rock you want to hide underneath? Honestly. Just, it's just not relevant. I'm sick of it. <laughs> oh, gosh. It's just like these people, like, sorry, I don't want to keep saying this every week, but it's like, please don't ever have imposter syndrome, anyone, because the people that run the country, <sighs> they have... They're not equipped to run the country. I mean, like you're probably more equipped to run the country than these people. If you're listening, like look I mean, at Matt them. Hancock coming third in "I'm a Celeb" just says all of that. It just, oh my god, I'm sorry. I'm constantly doing the candy dance on my. Inst- <laughs> Why am I seeing it everywhere? Like on my social media, I don't need to see Matt Hancock dancing. Literally. Like <laughs> it's not. And the thing is, though, like it's not an achievement, Matt Hancock. I'm sorry. We teach the white people at work all the time. Like, was I not doing candy last night with the white with the other white people? Yes, I was. Like, oh, for fuck's sake! And and I'm sorry, the dance is not that hard. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not that difficult. It's B tech. Yeah, B tech. Kind of like. <laughs> no, I, I was going to be, gonna be shady again. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say, kind of like yeah. bling. <laughs> it's not that hard. But <laughs> no, that's A level definitely. <laughs> not everyone can do the fling. <laughs> Oh gosh. <laughs> she said not everybody can do the fling. Okay, fling can be A level. Then um, you know the what's the one when they Yeah, that one that that can be to be honest, that's quite easy, but I feel like the the, the whites might get confused by that. They just think it's a stompede, isn't it? Yeah. But um <laughs> We can we can call that um so we can call that university freshers week here. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then when that's it gets so to um uh shaku shaku all all of that that that's when oh we go God, into postgraduate you know. <laughs> what about like the old school ones like the doggy? Where would you old place doggy. that? Old doggy. 
So Dougie is an interesting one. I'll say Dougie is definitely in university. So maybe second year, third year, mm. you know, then we've got like Shaku Shaku and all the Afro beats dances. I feel like all of those footworks, those those it's are masters. like, you know, your, your dissertation <laughs> period, your, you know, masters mm. going on to PhD. And then in between that, you got, um, you also have, you know, like the the Caribbean dances, like, you know, upon the river, upon the bank and, you know, yeah. um, what is it? Give me a run, Willy give me, bounce. give me a run for sitting on the plane. You know, yeah. all of those. Those are those are just those are just comfortably in you know, university years. You know, you're having fun. Mm-hmm. You know, you're at the level now. You know, you're mastered fling. Mm. You know, candy. You know, all of those things. You know, um, yeah. So those are comfortably in between, and then you know, then the the postgraduate <laughs> and the you know the doctorates is the or the the Afrobeats dances. But do you think if we came from like African families, we'd be fine with the shaku? Are we just making it harder no. in our head than what See, it is? See, the thing is, is that like, I don't find it hard because I can do it, but I don't, but I don't go out my yeah. way to learn the dances properly, to be doing up the fancy footwork right. and to be putting in all the effort and all that. I'm not, I'm not trying to do that basically. Like I can copy mm. and I can just do the moves and what, like I was doing shaku yesterday, yesterday mm-hmm. just like as a joke. <laughs> <laughs> when um, I don't know, I think they were playing Taylor Swift, so I started doing Shaku Shaku. So at the work party, <laughs> yeah, um, just as a joke, just to make people laugh. And um, yeah, uh, so it's like I could do it, but I'm not like I'm not a footwork warrior, and that's the thing. You know, the mm-hmm. footwork warriors are at the top, and this this is the thing. You know, when you listen to the receipts and Tolly says about how she does not want a man who dances, those are the footwork warriors. Yeah. You know. They're, they're not the ones who just yeah. do a little yeah. shaku shaku and then stop. Like <laughs> the, they have the yeah, routine. They've got the routine Ready. and all the footwork and you know energy and they're, they're, they're sweating. Boys. They have to get the, <laughs> the sweat. they have to get the rag to to dab them and all of that. Yeah, yeah. the armpit patches, yeah. the belly button, and patch. it's the same with um, <laughs> it's the same with like daggering. You know when they when they have to rest on their boys. Oh, I feel like that goes in a similar yeah. category. Rest <laughs> when the boys have to hold them up. <laughs> that goes in the same category. <laughs> I'm wiping the sweat, fanning them down. Yeah. Oh, hilarious! Oh gosh, that was funny. <laughs> Anyway, um, um, yeah, Kanye. <laughs> let's get onto this bitch. Yeah, so everyone's probably heard he's made some really awful anti-Semitic comments. Mm. He he's a fan of Hitler. All of a sudden, he's Apparently. a fan of like white supremacists, which he has been for a little mm. while. Um, even Trump has said that he's gone too far. <laughs> I'm sorry, when Trump is telling you you've gone too far, when you were chatting to Trump and trying to be make America great like I'm sorry everybody thinks you're an idiot Mm. now like can somebody like yeah I'm kind of like can somebody help Kanye but at the same time I know exactly I'm like at the same time I'm kind of like I don't know someone just take his social media away like I'm sorry no but he's been banned off Twitter again like the fuck He's, (laughs) he's been banned off Elon Musk's new Twitter that he got let back on and he was too extreme for that. I'm so Kanye, really, really. It is Wiley yeah. allowed back on Twitter. That's what I was just thinking when you said yeah. that. I was thinking, hmm, I wonder if, if, if he was let Wiley on. on. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he's he's British. Yeah, he's a small. Like Elon Musk, don't know who Wiley is. A small yeah. fish. Yeah. And um, and they fired everyone from Twitter anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, there's not the corporate knowledge yeah. there. I bet he's on there somewhere. Yeah. Anyway, um, um, but yeah, I'm I'm sorry. Yeah, so yeah go on. You you go. go you on. go. You go. Well, I was going to mention, so Akon, you know, the guy that made all the songs back in the noughties mm-hmm. and the guy that- in 2010. Everyone talks about lit up Gambia or whatever he did. He got electricity in one one town somewhere, like, and people love him for that. Mm. To be honest, Akon, um, to be honest, actually, he, can we, let, just a little bit of respect on Akon's name. Because- <laughs> Did I just be yeah, little? Because he, has, <laughs> he has actually done so much for the continent and he's done so much um, for like his country and stuff okay. like that. And yeah, and a lot of the stuff he does like with Africa and whatever, he like, he has done so much and he's given back like for someone who is, who, um, you know, they brought out their songs and whatever and all of this stuff and to now where he is and I'm sure he brought out like black Barbie dolls and stuff like that as well recently and then all the money was going to charity and stuff okay. he has actually done a lot just uh, just, just to put a bit of respect on Akon's name um, yeah, yeah okay okay sorry guys so like I'll, I'll read a bit about what Akon's but yeah, done but we'll, as well we'll laugh at him being locked up and all lying? of that you know with, that his, with his music <laughs> and stuff and then smack that all on the floor and stuff we can laugh about those yeah. things so yeah <laughs> He's um oh he's actually got like a, a- Acon Lighting Africa so it's actually a yeah. company okay okay right I won't be little him um oh it's okay yeah whatever everyone can go look it yeah. up Acon's okay he's, he's, a, he's good a good guy, guy. he's a good Sorry. guy um clearly misdirected some <laughs> in some anyway, as we're going to hear about anyway <laughs> yeah yeah so he initially supported Kanye West um, a few weeks ago and um, was criticised <laughs> a lot for it because obviously Kanye, it's just funny he, that he wasn't it was a few weeks ago he was supporting him. about Hitler. It, it's funny that this yeah, happened a few weeks, weeks ago. ago. It's just like, yeah, a few weeks ago, Akon was in support of Kanye. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, essentially what's happened, he said... Um, I'm always defending the people that nobody wants to defend. I'm always defend Kanye West because I always believe in life and opinion is just an opinion. If Kanye uh, says something I don't agree with, I just don't agree with it. But I'm not gonna go jumping all mad and letting it affect my energy. I hate this when people bring spirituality into things where it's like, actually this guy is a like a yeah, right maybe that's not maybe like, it's not just okay cool you can protect your energy but maybe what they're saying is actually very dangerous yeah yeah <laughs> like, literally, it's, it's like, cool that you over there can just things. protect your energy that's that's great Ignore for you things. i'm happy for you however mm, good vibes if only what gang. they're doing is um <laughs> dangerous mm. yeah yeah um, so essentially, it was actually in a Channel 4 interview, which is quite cool. Um, and he he said he doesn't endorse West's views after hearing the um, Adolf Hitler comments and him defending the acts of the Nazis. Um, Akon said um, that answer that he gave the other day wasn't based on what was uh, what it was painted to be. You know, Kanye remarks every day, you can't keep up with all the offensive comments he's making. I know him personally. I don't believe he's in the right place. Honestly, it's very irresponsible to interview him. I don't believe that anything he says people should take to heart. Um, so my kind of point here is that Akon has done a U-turn and is saying actually like I, he was backing up people's like freedom of speech, but now he's basically crossed the line. Kanye's across crossed the mm-hmm. line. He's gone over, um, he's overstepped the mark. But my thing is, why is it always when 
the people get to the stage of where they're being an anti-Semite is when it's yeah. too far and why is it not when they're abusing their partner? Why is it not when mm-hmm. um, they're saying anti-Black yeah. things constantly? Why is it anti-Semitism that is always that's, the that's, that's final straw where everyone's like, cancel, yeah. cancelled. Yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously, anti-Semitism, I'm not belittling that. Of course not. Awful. But the thing um, is that Kanye should have like, been why stopped is that the final, before. Final fighter. Yeah, Kanye yeah. should have been stopped before yeah. even anti-Semitism even came out. Like the thing is, is that it's kind of like we've made it like Kanye is so untouchable that even he feels he's untouchable to the point that now he's got to mm-hmm. the point where like, yeah, this is the level. Cool. Let me try and cross this line now and see and see mm. who's still gonna blindly follow me. Let's you know any. It's that kind of thing where it's just like actually, Kanye should have been done humbled a long time ago, before this. Like, because mm. why is it like everything seems like it's a test? It's a test. It's he's testing the waters. Do you know what I mean? For now, mm-hmm. it to come out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's what I just find disappointing about Akon because it's like you as a black man, you, you've just overlooked all of his anti-black mm-hmm. comments, and they're, they're like he said some awful things about slavery being a mm-hmm. choice and like and that was how many things years about ago? civil rights activists yeah like and just so many bad things that you should have really not been backing yeah. him this whole time and not not at least be saying oh it's just his opinion but when it gets to anti-semitism that's where you draw the line it's like have some respect for yourself have some respect for your mm-hmm. people it's embarrassing that it's taking you this long and a lot of other people this long for them to actually decide oh actually he needs mm-hmm. help like he's not these these comments are awful um but yeah yeah it's just kind of disappointing when it takes Ooh. so long for people to realize that certain people are quite damaging and what they're saying is is really really offensive to other other people yeah. um but yeah yeah agree um yeah so yeah I, I just don't to be honest i don't again i agree with Aiko knight that people shouldn't be interviewing kanye but obviously people are going to keep interviewing mm-hmm. kanye because kanye keeps accepting the interviews like kanye wants kanye just wants to just run his mouth kanye is just looking for a reaction and people want the clout from kanye so that's it like mm-hmm. that and that's the end of it and it's just a shame um and it's just a shame that it's just a shame that he is going down in this way. Actually, it's not a shame. I, I don't think it's a shame. I just think like, what the fuck is this about? You know? And why yeah, is why is yeah. this the hill he wants to die on? Like why, what is it that's making him just want to just, just, what, why does he want to die? Do you know what I mean? In that metaphorically, mm-hmm. <laughs> in that state, like yeah, why does yeah. he want to, die in this way cancel cancel himself yeah, metaphorically yeah. cancel yeah. in cancel cancel terms <laughs> but yeah 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 um yeah mad um anyway yeah. let's go on to the main topic <laughs> so guys um <laughs> Hello, it's nice to meet all of you. I am Inject It, podcast royal correspondent, um, Alexandra. <laughs> because you guys know that I'm a royalist now, yeah? <laughs> um, but anyway, so Harry and Meghan's documentary came out last week, Thursday. We got the first part of three episodes. And which, um, yeah, and... To be honest, the time that you're listening to this, the next three episodes are out, and don't don't worry, I will be binging them. 
on that day. Um, but yeah, so guys, guys, this documentary, I absolutely loved it. I really enjoyed it. I just, the way I just binged watched it, I got, mm-hmm. um, did I have popcorn? I didn't have popcorn, but I was just there with my blanket on the sofa being like, and I was talking to the TV, everything. Like, I just really <laughs> enjoyed it. I don't think you've been to anything this fast before. Do you not? Because you were like, oh, let's talk about it next week. I was like, it literally come out an hour ago. Like, oh yeah. And I was like, no, we have to talk <laughs> about it. Because Deanna was like, I don't think I'll finish it. I was like, no, Deanna, I'm sorry. Everybody is going to be talking about it literally tomorrow. I know that all we're going to see is the stupid news articles and the, and you know, Dr. Shola yeah. and Kalechi appearing on different news channels talking about it. So it's like, mm-hmm. we have to watch, like, yeah, we just have to watch. We have it's to essential. keep on, yeah, keep on top of it. Um, anyway, what did you think? I thought I was very entertained. So yeah. from an entertainment aspect, I was, was very entertaining. entertained, like watching all of it. Um, I liked I liked watching their backstory mm. of how they oh, met. Beautiful. Because it just reminded me of like a fairy yes, tale. I it was, was like, like, oh my God, he found me on Instagram I'm like, and like a modern day fairy tale. I'm like so, um, what's the word? I am so... I want to say engrossed. I want to. I'm. Um, I'm so kind of mm-hmm. like. Uh, that's not the word I wanted, but anyway, I'm just so kind of like bought into their relationship that I'm just like, oh my gosh, yeah. they are soulmates. They were meant to be together. Yeah, honestly, like, when you just watch, they've made us think that even if they're not, I believe yes. that they are. <laughs> and I was like, it just everything about the relationship just works, and they made it work, and. Mm-hmm. You know, and as well, even just like, just like even I was just deep in the timings of their relationship. They met in the July. They were just FaceTiming. Then in August, they met this for the second time. Like, as in, she just mm-hmm. flew to Botswana and met <laughs> met Harry and they stayed yeah. in a tent together. Like, literally. And um, <laughs> to then, like, they were... So then they were together. Yeah, so in the August, she went to Botswana. So that was a month. To then... In mm. November, the the relationship was going to get leaked and be public. So they had three months, mm. yeah, August to November. So about like three months where they kind of were dating, mm-hmm. and then a year later, the the November, the year later, they were engaged. Like I'm sorry, like it's just gorgeous. Yeah. It's beautiful fairy tale shit. Yeah, but uh, as well, they're, yeah. they're older as well, so that's why as well mm. they'd get their relationships yeah, progress quick. a bit quicker when you're a bit older. But yeah, yeah. I loved as well the contrast between like the fact that we've got ex-members of the royal family like on our screens, but then we've got historians like Afua Hirsch mm-hmm. and um, David Olasoga and Keanu Andrews, Andrews. Andrews um, talking about the British yes. Empire and the Commonwealth and the past like atrocities as well as the current mm-hmm. day, like what, what the problems are yeah. now. Because I, I thought... Surely Meghan and Harry had to sign this off and they were fine with keeping yeah. that in there. I just found that very interesting. I, um, I actually love that. Yeah. Like, I absolutely love that about yeah. the documentary. I feel like I learned more about British Empire and more about um, <laughs> British colonialism from that documentary than I have in all of my schooling mm-hmm. years <laughs> in the UK. And mm-hmm. um, I just... Yeah, I just love that they had that in there and even how they spoke about the Commonwealth as it is today. 
you know, mm. and like the Commonwealth being mm-hmm. the Queen's baby, like, you know, she loved that Commonwealth and all of yeah. that. And like, and to be honest, yeah. this documentary, I don't think this documentary could have come out while the Queen was alive. Um, but yeah, the documentary was finished recording while the Queen was alive. So like, just keep that mm-hmm. in mind. Um, but like, I just, I like how they are being critical of of the monarchy as it stands at the moment. Same. And yeah, and exactly like you said, they would have had to sign off on this. Harry made a conscious decision mm-hmm. of no, let me let let us actually shine a light on what monarchy actually is, because we've been doing the learning mm-hmm. and let us let's put out our learning while we're doing it. And mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I feel like Meghan and Harry, like I was saying to you the other day, they're kind of at the BTEC stage of learning about white supremacy and... um, because like Megan, she she didn't realize that her race was a big deal until she came mm. over here, and like there's there's lots of like enlightenment clips where it's like, oh, I've just realized that I'm this, I've just realized I've got mixed yeah. race children. Like there's loads Which, of little clips like I'm not that, mad at. and I find it cute to watch, but at the same time, it's like um, when I, we watched Navara TV the other day talk mm-hmm. about this, it's like. Harry and Meghan shouldn't be the poster people for no. anti-black racism in the UK or any sort of anti-racism mm-hmm. in the UK because like it's it's clear they're very much at the yeah, beginning of exactly. their journey when there's historians and experts that have been talking on this but for then, ages. Like it's good that they platform yeah, some of those, but that definitely like they need to platform more and work. But more then with as others. well <laughs> though, because like what what I would counter towards that is that no mm. one wants to listen to black people or black historians talk about black history. Um, Mm -hmm. because and they're not going to reach a wide audience whereas Harry and Meghan being white and you know just about passing black Mm -hmm. like people and being rich (laughs) as well and being associated with the royal family people can't Mm -hmm. ignore them like they have to listen like to the point of where we were we were commenting on the fact that all these people who claim that they hate harry and megan but they've just gone and wasted three hours of their time (laughs) watching the documentary and as well to the point of (laughs) analyzing every detail trying to analyze every detail and instead of Mm -hmm. taking those details the only thing that they can take from the documentary is when megan does a mock curtsy like that just shows (laughs) Do you know what I mean? That just shows that they clearly are speaking a lot of facts and that they've mm-hmm. backed it up. And um, and this is the thing, like, it's like, you know, when, when any black people have a cause, no one's going to listen unless a white person is standing next to them to amplify that cause. Do you know what I mean? Nobody mm-hmm. wants to listen to minorities about their issues, you know, like no, and nobody wants to help. Whereas, and this is why, mm especially for a UK audience, like Harry marrying someone mixed race and now them talking about race, it's the only thing that's going to get the UK Mm. to see. And even to the point, what I really liked in the documentary Mm. is how like they showed both sides of things. Cause when Harry and Meghan got engaged, like it was like, there was so much excitement. Everyone was like, oh, maybe the Royal family's changing, blah, Mm. blah, blah. And then they pointed out, oh yeah, but when did they get engaged? We just had a Brexit vote. And then it was like, oh shit, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, do you know what I mean? 
which was like based on like the main topics for Brexit was immigration, immigration and like race yeah, relations. And, yeah. um, and I just, and this is what I liked about the documentary. It was like, basically it was, it showed every side and then pointed out the blatant obvious. And I've, and that's what I mm-hmm. liked about it because this is, this is like what we do every single fucking day. Like we, all the time we're just like, mm-hmm. look, just like with um, today's topics in the podcast, we've got Jacob, Jacob Rees-Mogg talking about abortion, but he don't want to, he don't want to make sure that people have heating in their homes. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like what, yeah. what is the yeah, bigger issue right now? You know? Um, yeah, it's so true because like I, I said to you the other day, I was like, really for all of us it was clear that Megan entering it should have been clear that Megan entering the royal family wasn't going to be like when you look at the history of the royal yeah. family and the monarchy it wasn't going to be this big thing where all of a oh. sudden oh Britain is yeah. accepting of black people because like when you look at the the other current affairs and other mm-hmm. issues happening at the time it was never going to happen, but everyone just was but we're so all caught up with uh, the love story. by representation politics. Yeah, they were like, oh, it's a yeah. love story. And this woman's black, this man's white, and this and is This what, is interracial um, relationships that is the best. Like. You know, yeah. but these times Megan Honestly. didn't even know she was black. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And that's what I kind of find interesting as well. It's like, this is an interracial relationship on a public scale. Like, we can all mm-hmm. see how Megan is treated. And when you look at interracial relationships of everyday people, they have this on a smaller level. It's like the white families can be brutal. Mm -hmm. Like white white parents, white grandparents, white aunties and uncles. Mm -hmm. A lot of the time there's always one. Yeah that will say racist comments, homophobic comments, transphobic comments. Like there is always one person. And like, I I, I haven't got any stats on this, but just from my experience Mm -hmm. of being in relationships with white people and their parents, like, or grandparents, it's common, it's fucking common. And you'd see it on this big level. It's like, wow. It's crazy. Even even watching, um, they showed the picture of, that relative or whatever going to the engagement party with the blackamoor brooch mm. like that to the point of mm-hmm. like come on that that she was very aware of what she was doing putting on that brooch she knows she like the fact that yeah. she owns it in the first place she knows what the what the context of owning this piece of jewelry is she she would have known that this jewelry mm-hmm. is racist and she purposely wore it Mm. to their engagement party and uh, like yeah. but then people are still but the then violence. it's like yeah so violent but then they're still trying to gaslight them into being like oh it's mm-hmm. not oh it was just a it was a faux pas she's just fashion oh, she didn't faux pas know. she didn't yeah. know no they fucking know to the point of how I know how what <laughs> To the point of how I will create how I'm going to dress and what I'm going to wear to a party, she fucking knew. She knew what she was doing. Mm. She was like, "I'm gonna wear this brooch because he's marrying. He's she's my. <laughs> this guy is marrying this nignog. You know that kind of thing." But um, <laughs> so yeah, what as well? Another thing that I just want to um point out about this documentary that I really enjoyed was the fact and a comment that. Um, the black community have been picking up on. So I really Mm. enjoyed how self-aware they were in this documentary. And I mean, to the point of like, they openly were like, oh shit, what have we been doing with our lives? How did we not recognize this before? And they were just aware of the Mm. fact of their privilege of the fact that it's only taken them until now to actually kind of, 
start becoming aware of these issues. And I liked how open they mm-hmm. were of the fact that, you know what? This did not register to me before, but now it's happening mm-hmm. to me. I see it. And like, and the thing is, is that while it's a shame that people need to go through a situation to understand what people are going through, but it's the fact is, especially Harry and Meghan on their level with their privilege and the money that they have, is that now that they're mm-hmm. recognizing it, it's like they are doing everything they can or they're doing things to one, learn about it and two, to actually try and help the cause. And I just, and mm-hmm. that's what I quite like about it. So the, um, the main comment that has been picked up on was um, Megan when she was in the car and she speaks about how she never had the talk about race with her mother and because mm. she never had to because she did not experience mm-hmm. um, experience any racial prejudice because like at the end of the day, she was white passing enough that she didn't have to go through that. Mm-hmm. And that was, so that is something that she made a comment on and she, she said, and the thing is about what I like with how she said it and how she delivered it is that it's very much like, what I like about it is that it seemed it was very truthful and very honest. You know, she isn't mm. trying to sugarcoat anything. She's just like, look, I didn't have to talk about race with my black mother because at the end of the day, I was white enough that I was passing and I it didn't affect mm-hmm. me. And I like that awareness of, you know what? I am aware that to be honest, I've grown up with white privilege. Like that. that's what that comment said mm-hmm. to me. And I like, and I like it when people who have privilege recognize their privilege, you know, because it's like, be aware of the privilege you have mm-hmm. and then also speak on other people's issues, elevate other people's voices in that sense. Because mm-hmm. I don't feel like, um, I don't feel like Megan is doing a tandy, you know, do you know what I mean? Because, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. in, you know she's not crying. <laughs> Megan isn't trying to take black women's roles in life. At the end of the day, Harry is a white man and we all thought he was mm. going to marry someone white, but this person happened to be mixed race, but we all thought she was spicy white. Like, let's, let's get it right. You know, so... <laughs> You know what was so funny as well is when the agent, yeah. her casting agent, found out that she's got black in her or she's half black because he didn't know. He he didn't know yeah. what she was. He he just didn't even think about race. And then when she said, "Oh, I'm half black," all of a sudden he was putting her forward for black roles. That's like, this is so <laughs> literally, wrong. and she wasn't getting them because she wasn't ethnic enough. Yeah, she wasn't. It's like she turned up and they're like, like "Who why is this girl?" And she's like, "Oh my, he just put me in here. I'm mixed race." And they were like, "The fuck." Get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> it makes me swear. Get out of um, here. But as well, I feel like her comment, um, that comment of kind of about her white privilege, I feel like that kind of shows the extent of colorism in America. And that's and that's what they're dealing mm. with. Whereas in the UK, we are still dealing with the one drop rule, you know, and her, <laughs> her coming into the royal family as soon as they found out where her mother was from, yes, they are going to come with the with that the memes, it. with the monkey memes, with Compton. the oh, what color is your child mm-hmm. going to be? It's like I'm sorry, the child is going to be white because look at them, they are both white. Like, um, but, <laughs> but um, and as well, just the fact and no, the thing is, is that what I like about this is that they they're aware. And they're doing something about it. So Harry being aware that his wife Mm -hmm. is mixed race and this is why she's getting racist hate towards her to then it registering to him, Mm -hmm. my children are going to be mixed race and actually my children Mm -hmm. will get 
could get racist targeted hate towards them and i need to do everything i can to protect my family and and just even mm-hmm. and emphasize on the fact that like cuz he even said about how um about how okay cool everybody gets um some negative press but now there's an element of race in this in this and which is this is what makes yeah, it violent yeah. this is what makes it different and just mm-hmm. him being just so aware of that and understanding how um serious that is because obviously everybody mm. else in his family aren't seeing the serious the level of seriousness to that because for them it's just like they're used to being racist so they're not seeing the seriousness mm-hmm. they're just thinking like this is what they deserve because mm. those blackies how dare they be black kind of thing but <laughs> um and just the fact that he is now doing everything he can to make sure his wife and his children are safe from this and I just that like because I feel like yeah. imagine if he just kind of just turned a blind eye as well. No, like that wouldn't have been the right thing to do. Like mm. I really think that they are doing the right thing. I feel like they're doing everything in kind of the essence of Diana. Like they're really they're really mm-hmm. bringing the Diana drama <laughs> to all of this. <laughs> and um, yeah, I'm really just enjoying it. Um, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But I, I think. Agree. I think I think what's I think what's nice is that um, there is even though it's not meant to be a show about like their love story, it it just shows that like (laughs) this man, this man, he is willing to compromise so much and put so much on the line for his wife don't settle for less mm-hmm. people don't yeah. settle for less because look at him look at everything that he's had he's yeah. done because he and, and the thing is, because he and this is the thing this is why his family are so critical of him because he is sacrificing mm. everything for a woman because he, he loves her yeah. and yeah. and he even like and like you like well you we had this discussion and you said to this you said to me about mm. him throwing shade at William about marrying yeah. either marrying with your head or marrying with your heart and, and stuff like that um, marrying mm-hmm. someone who's going to fit the mould and all of that and um, mm-hmm. like the thing is, is that he has chosen his happiness he's seen where his happiness lies to which has now opened his eyes to this racist monarchy and actually just being like mm-hmm. hold on I was born into this but was this right is this right is this institution right and mm-hmm. and I just do I think it is very to be honest I would say it's quite I don't want to use the word brave, um, but but mm. I don't want to use the word brave, but something um, parallel to the word brave. Um, I hope you guys get what I'm saying. Mm. Um, I feel like it's very <laughs> kind of good of him to, for an institution that he was born into. So being born into an institution, obviously having all that propaganda, growing up with all that propaganda for this mm. institution, being like, this is our duty. This is what we have to do to then be able to kind of turn around mm-hmm. and be like, actually, fuck this institution. Like, it's mm-hmm. not right. And you know what? I don't care what they think of me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna call it out. Just, I feel like that is actually very um, admirable. Admirable? Yes. Admirable yeah, of him. Yeah. And I think it was similar with Diana. Diana was just trying to get her story mm. out there. And she was just trying to trying to tell people mm-hmm. how lonely and lost she was uh, from and be, being an outsider yeah. in that monarchy. And um, 
yeah so I just I just think it's really is yeah very admirable of Harry to be able to turn around and now be like you know what now that I've protected my family let's call out this institution because actually it's not what we mm-hmm. all think it is to be and yeah and maybe it shouldn't be there you know questioning yeah. it himself yeah 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 I agree I think it I just honestly think if you watch a documentary and you still don't like Meghan and Harry <laughs> at all like you don't have any sort of like positive feelings for watching documentary there is something wrong <laughs> yeah like there is really there is something, something wrong, wrong. <laughs> you have some internalized um noir. you have some maternalized like racist hate that is just that clearly is derived yeah. from your ancestors through your bloodline I'm just so sorry yeah. um, I'm sorry that you had those curses on you but um, <laughs> but yeah like yeah I just I thoroughly enjoyed the documentary I Harry and Me Meghan too. I'm sorry I love them even more because <laughs> they're just so likable and I think that's what that's what got all the the people who hate them it got them all riled up because they just seem so likable from it like you know yeah they've made it, them seem very yeah, likable they showed their love story they showed it us for what it was they showed us how kind of like innocent their love is like their love is actually just like mm. they they just love each other and oh my gosh like I want that for myself yeah. <laughs> I want it. Honestly, <laughs> me too. Whatever, whatever they showed me there. Give me, give I me that. It. Give like, me a man who's gonna get me rolls up for Disney. Like, please. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah, like a man that like the engagement ring or the wedding ring was a ring full of like jewels from yeah. Botswana, which I hope weren't stolen. Which, which I, I don't think I they were. Like, but they met in Botswana. Yeah, and they spent so much time I feel like there. Harry oh, is conscious so enough to not have stolen um, diamonds, but like <laughs> he had, yeah, because he had. Um, <laughs> The two smaller diamonds was from Diana's collection, I think. And then mm-hmm. for, so symbolic of his mother. And then the main one was from Botswana and they first met in Botswana. Like, oh God. Honestly, it's beautiful. beautiful. And as well, even just like, you saw a lot into kind of Harry and Meghan's separate lifestyles, which I thought was amazing. Mm. Just seeing, because we really got to know the type of people Harry and Meghan are and that both of them separately, they had their mm. own ventures. They are both very... Um, f- um, philanthropic they they really want to they've all mm-hmm. they've always been kind of helping with um just wanting like helping in kind of like third world countries being in africa being in lots of places mm-hmm. helping out there doing charity work like you saw harry's um really close relationship with the prince of what was it less um Lithosto, I think. Um, Don't quote me Mm. on that. It definitely began with an L. Um, And they had like (laughs) they have such a close relationship, and just you know, Mm. and just he would go and he would go there every year, and just it was just literally just you you saw them as just separate people and how they love kind of the charity work that they love to do and they are so kind of very hands-on with it and then just seeing them together Mm -hmm. like it just makes sense for them it just makes so much sense um yeah yeah yeah, and I just thought what I find interesting it's like sorry how did you meet on your first date in in a um in a restaurant like how harry how did you do that <laughs> i'm really intrigued like i need to know I the mean, ins and outs places that they can go in it like there's places that the royals they must can hire go. a whole restaurant um 
There must have places mm. they can go. And yeah. Harry was 30 minutes late. It was in Soho. And Megan was, Megan was ready to call yeah. it off. <laughs> she was like, what's this guy? I don't care that he's a prince. Late. Why is he late? <laughs> but then he was so flustered about it. He felt he was really embarrassed. It was cute. <laughs> but Aww. yeah. Very cute. Oh, but their, st- <laughs> oh, their story is lovely. Um, yeah. yeah. But anyway, fantastic documentary. I'm so excited for the next three episodes, which is going to be coming out tonight. Um, so, you know, Same. I'll be watching with you guys. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> and I just find it interesting, like the people who just want to hate on the documentary. I just... It's just, it's just interesting because it's like that they don't actually don't have anything to say about the things that happened in the documentary. You know, but they, they critic, mm. their critique is not about what they've said in the documentary because the content, they can't yeah. actually refute any of it. <laughs> like, because they mm-hmm. came with all the receipts. They're not making up anything. And that's what I find mad. Yeah, it's got to the point where it's like they're criticising Megan's they're not criticizing like any of the receipts she pulled out around like the harassment and stuff it was just they're criticizing her the way she acts and the way that she and the fact that she did a curtsy and like I'm sorry that was hilarious that was was one of the funniest parts of the documentary and it was funny because like (laughs) um, because Megan went to do this curtsy she was proper overacting this curtsy and Harry is just there looking at her the whole time like this girl <laughs> and I just thought that was so funny. Um, but yeah, fantastic yeah. documentary. I'm excited to see kind of what more they're going to um, divulge of British Empire and of the Commonwealth mm-hmm. in the next in the next three episodes because I think that's what they're leading to. And I like that that is the stance that they're going on. I understand why this documentary is six mm-hmm. episodes. You know, like there's a lot in there. Mm. Uh, but all of it is very gripping and I just think you know like I think this is a good way for them to make their money why not (laughs) Mm. yeah it's very interesting I enjoyed watching Um, but anyway uh, yeah what are you injecting this week I think I think we're done there so um, what are you injecting yeah Um, maybe just simple like if you have a goal just know that you can reach it. Like nothing is out of reach. If you set yourself a little action plan or a mission, as we said earlier, you can you can reach your goals. So yeah, don't don't doubt yourself. I had something specific I wanted to inject, um, but I can't remember. Yeah, your one was good. You told me about yeah, it the I can't other day. Remember. I sent you a video in it. Yeah. Okay. I'm it? gonna I'm gonna play it and then cut him out saying it. <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah yeah so my injector is you know what um so everything has like an awkward phase so everything you're doing in life has an awkward phase mm-hmm. where it's like it's you're not quite there you look you might look a bit ugly like say to be honest like when I cut all my hair off and then I decided I was going to grow it back like there was an awkward phase where my hair just looked ugly because it was just like it was it was short it wasn't Mm. long but it wasn't it wasn't like intentionally short and um 
Mm. So like everything has an awkward phase. So my injector is that like actually kind of like ride out your awkward phases. Try not to hate on them too much because this is this this is the time. This awkward phase is the time when you are kind of learning where you are learning, you are growing, and the like. You know, you're taking everything in for when you come to that glow up stage. Like, you know, you would have you would have done all of the you would have taken on all of the kind of um oh, what's it the brunt of the work and stuff it, within that awkward mm-hmm. phase where you're doing this growth you're trying to learn you're trying to understand what the fuck is going on and, and can you do this and can you do that and then soon you will you'll grow you'll bloom into your um you know into your glow up and that's kind of what it's mm-hmm. like to actually like keep on going to you know following your dreams and stuff like that there's always an awkward phase where it just feels like oh what the fuck am i doing is this the right mm-hmm. thing to do am i am i you know like is this even going to work out but just keep at it through that awkward phase because once your hair grows girl you know <laughs> you know like you'll be there you know with your with your afro out here you know just flourishing as it should be flourishing all the compliments will be coming and it's going to be there you know that is me using terms of growing my hair of course but um yeah like stick through your awkward phases <laughs> yeah. guys like it will get better you will see the fruits of your labor of all the hard work that you're doing it's going to come um mm-hmm. but like yeah you'll get there and it's the same like kind of talking that onto this podcast as well like you know you yeah. know I feel like we've been going through an awkward phase but like we see all of you guys listening to us you know like and you guys are still mm-hmm. rocking with us every week and we really appreciate it we see you there and you know just while while we while we are still enjoying doing this podcast we're going to keep bringing out episodes you know um so yeah yeah it's true like with the podcast it's like like we have our goals and stuff but at the end of the day the core thing that we enjoy about is being present and making the episodes so like and actually being able to speak what we want to say on things as well and just you know we have a voice of what and we have an opinion on things kind of that yeah and having that Mm -hmm. outlet where we can yeah express that um yeah yeah that's a really good injector yeah so guys um keep through um like don't don't bash your awkward phases because it just it just shows all the work that you're putting in and Mm -hmm. that the growth is good the growth is going to be coming soon you know yeah Mm -hmm. love it yeah thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of injected podcast we hope that you enjoyed it um you can find us at injected underscore pod on instagram and on twitter um i'm alexandra you can find me at alxndr underscore nic on instagram and i'm diana and you can find me at d-e-a-n-n-n-a-b underscore on instagram yeah um thank you guys for listening and we'll catch you for another episode next week bye guys bye